0: I'm Brittany Ashley.
1: And I'm Laura Zack. And this is Sicker, Sadder World, the podcast where we rewatch Daria and relate it to the current world. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to you. And congratulations on the announcement of your new cast.
0: And congratulations on celebrating nine years with your dog, Gus.
1: Oh, thank you so much. The uh, man who made me a boy, once a boy, now a man, who made me a mother. <laughs> You liked that, huh? I did. I did. Yeah, it was, um, picture this. It was a beautiful spring day in Andersonville, Chicago. A couple weeks prior, I rolled up to Foster Beach and stumbled upon a basket full of pups. I picked one out. Spoiler alert, it was Gus. But at the time, his name was Simba. (laughs) Oh. But I knew I was going to be... Why didn't you keep the name? Uh, fair question. (laughs) Um... But I, I actually the his previous owners were a little disappointed. I changed it, but
0: you could have just called him something closer to it, like Sinbad.
1: Sinbad would be a really cute name for him. <laughs> Missed opportunity. But I had to travel for a couple weeks, so I didn't actually get to receive him as my own until Mother's Day of two thousand and nine. What a beautiful day it was. He didn't know anything. He didn't know how to wear a collar. He didn't know how to use the leash.
0: He didn't know how to emotionally manipulate you.
1: Yeah, he learned that. Wait. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Cool news about Brittany is she is wearing overalls.
0: A new pair of overalls. They're real, they're fashion, they're fashion
1: forward overalls. They've got a front zipper. They are, I believe you call that a forest green, an olive green. Yes,
0: sometimes you just walk into a Forever 21 and you look at something and you're like, I can never wear that. And you're like, I should buy that. And then you buy it and then you wear it and then you're that mannequin. It looks great. Thank you.
1: Did the same artist who did this picture do the art for your new podcast? No, um, but I actually
0: (laughs) used this uh, art as reference for the new podcast art. The... The logo for Don't Tell the Babysitter Mom's Dead was actually created by Christine Tuna who also made Our Angel. Oh logo. yeah. All I said was this is the Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead logo. Can we please do this composition but with a uh, character even with me <laughs> as Christina Applegate, but then also these other these four characters that also had lost their mom. You know, I kind of regret not putting Buffy in there, but I felt like I had to put Harry Potter in there because, you know, I need male representation. Yeah, like I would have loved for for I love the male representation and I interviewed my friend Zach and his story is so beautiful. But there's very few like male well-known male characters in pop culture that lost their mom or in like it has affected them to this like story degree. I mean, Disney. one thing about Disney movies is that so many characters in Disney films have lost their moms. It's like a huge trope. Bambi. Bambi. Pocahontas. Pocahontas is in the logo. Um, Also-
1: um, Like most princesses. This is not- Yeah. They would have made very different choices if they had a positive female (laughs) role model in their life. (laughs) This isn't Disney, but did you ever watch Land Before Time? No. Duck Duck and- uh... There's a little um, brontosaurus, which I li- found out recently is not a real type of dinosaur, which blew my mind. Wait, brontosaurus? Yeah, it's not. Really? It's made up.
0: It sounds like it should be one. I thought it is the one that kind of looks like a triceratops, but longer.
1: No, the brontosaurus is was the, skinny the like neck? skinny yeah, neck. Yeah, but it turns out that that had been two different species kind of cobbled together incorrectly.
0: The Britney Saurus and the Ontosaurus.
1: Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, But anyway, there's a very traumatic scene in that movie involving maternal death as well. It's interesting how often it's used as a trope specifically about kid characters. Right.
0: Well, it's like it either shows that it affected them in the way that, like, now they're destined for greatness, or it shows, like, how tragic their life is and that. It's, it's incredible that they got out of it.
1: Right. Well, anyway. Or so
0: that they didn't have to like write that storyline.
1: I'm very excited to listen.
0: Well, thank you. Um,
1: also, we're raring up to begin. Angela I'm, on top. I'm
0: raring so hard.
1: Raring so hard. And uh, I think Brittany is stuck between a place of loving that I have this new set of vocabulary and vernacular regarding the uh verse and Buffy. well i was i was saying that you criticizing me saying that gus was angel was making you sound very xander like it was very like your attitude toward gus who in my mind is is clearly an angel <laughs> uh suggests no, that gus
0: is more like a riley am i right <laughs> Am I right?
1: No, I, I know what you're trying to do just because I'm not caught up to those seasons yet. <laughs> you're trying to just always dangle slightly out of reach. But just so you know, I am going to have everything fully rewatched and guess there'll be is, no seasons like in which...
0: i Parker. Am I right?
1: Oh my God. Don't... Hey, I see you nodding. I see you winking at Brittany and being like, yeah, you right, you right. Don't say that. Anyway, we have a lot coming up for y'all. But in the meantime... Daria, Daria, la, la 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 la
0: This is my style. Oh, Got to get up, get up. or I might. Excuse me, excuse me. Oh, nope.
1: no. Eh, eh.
0: Season five, episode four, Camp Fear. Camp Fear. Based on, uh, yeah, Camp Fear. I don't know why they didn't. I mean, I, I get it because it's uh, in Camp Fear, the film, it's like the camp's name is Fear. But in this version, it's kind of like a double entendre of she has fear of going to camp. She has Camp Fear.
1: Sort of retroactive. Fear.
0: Yes, yeah. So it's Camp Grizzly's fifth year reunion, which sounds like a whoop, thing. Whoop. And Daria obviously doesn't want to go. I think she has a lot of, again, she what Laura just said, she has retroactive fear of going back to this place where she was an outcast and why should she go to this place where she's an outcast where she could just go to school and feel the same feelings. Oh, another storyline throughout the course of the episode is that mystic spiral is going through troubled waters. Trent believes that perhaps they have 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 passed their prime. He feels like they're not inspired anymore, that they're not on the same page. Um, though I do agree with Jesse that uh, ladies love sitars. I do love a good sitar.
1: Yeah, I've heard you talk about sitars before.
0: Yeah, it's one of those things where I'd really like to get a sitar one day when I when I've made it big. And then it could, like become my hobby.
1: You could probably get one before that point, too.
0: No, it wouldn't make sense.
1: But what if a sitar is instrumental in becoming big?
0: Fuck, you're right.
1: You've tried a lot of other a lot of other routes, and I mean, you're doing great in all of them, but it could be that this is the missing link.
0: Yeah, just like self-help while playing a sitar.
1: sounds beautiful played over esther perel's voice soothing voice it's kind of a little bit of a misdirect because we start with jake and we see him gazing down the garbage disposal and i don't really know why that scene is there (laughs) i don't know either i'm trying to remember right now i'm looking at my notes but um i wrote down quote you've got small hands Oh, he said that to Daria. Like, you you put your hands down there, which is a nightmare. You never... That's how people die.
0: Did I ever tell you about the time where I was really high in Chicago and I was going back to my apartment and I was on the blue line? And as I was getting off on Damon, there was this guy... There was, like, this... um, It was kind of like a... Auto mechanic place, but and there was, um, it was closed obviously because it was like 10 p.m. But there was this long parking lot, and this guy came up to me, and he was like, "Hey, yeah, I'm trying to get something out of my car. It's all the way over there," and it was all the way at the back of the part, this like really empty parking lot. And he was like, "I dropped something down the hood of my car. Um, you have small hands. Could you help me get it?"
1: Oh my god, it's like salad fingers. Yeah. Did you ever yes. watch those little videos? Yes. So he's like, "Can you reach the back?" the stove
0: <laughs> but luckily i said no and ran away that is
1: terrifying but
0: also that but then as i was running i was like wait maybe he like had his family with him and they like needed this and so they were just looking for a nice young gal to use their little fingers to get it out and now they're just abandoned
1: but if he had a family there presumably one of a them child. Would have small fingers yeah oh ooh, but... he also
0: didn't even look at my fingers and or hands
1: what was he looking at Well, my face. Okay. But he he
0: just, like, assumed I had small hands.
1: Uh, I also thought... I also was reminded of something by the scene in that I, I lived with kind of, like, a nightmare roommate in college. I mean, we were friends, but it was one of those things where you realize quickly when you should not live with someone when they should just be your friend. Otherwise, your relationship will suffer. And she didn't understand that all sinks don't have garbage disposals. And we lived in this, like, really crappy old tiny adobe house in Santa Fe, and she would just pour her food down the drain. But there was no garbage disposal. And the plumbing was so bad in the house that, like, I don't know if I've talked about this before on Mm -mm. the podcast, but, like, there would start to be, like, old veggies and shit that would come and, like, old cereal that would come up in the – the bottom drain of our shower oh my god uh, while we were showering there would be like fill in the blank this roommate's name's breakfast from the day before it was really gnarly <laughs> um so yeah i have a lot of trauma around um garbage disposals <laughs> <and just puzzles. laughs> or the lack thereof so the reason daria goes so daria and quinn are going to this reunion because they both went to the same camp right And Daria tries to get out of it, but Helen offers the only alternative is to like help she and Jay clean out the garage, which I think ends up like it's implied that that's the motivation for why Daria chooses to go after all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like you mentioned, Mystic Spiral are having kind of internal creative tensions and a little bit of like tension around whose childhoods were harder. (laughs) Yeah. Did I make that up? I feel like I have a lot of magical thinking around this episode.
0: Um. Well, I will be honest, that is that I was working out while I was watching this episode, so I may have missed that detail. Wah! <laughs> Wah!
1: So I could just completely make shit up throughout <laughs> this and be like, my favorite part was with the cougar. Remember that?
0: With the, like an At animal? The camp, or the co- Oh, oh, right, you when, know. You know yeah, what Yeah, when kind. the cougar killed uh, them all. Killed
1: with her smile. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, Trent and Jane decide to give Daria a ride to the reunion because uh, Trent just needs to get away. And uh, little do they know that they're going to be ha- having to drive Quinn as well, who my favorite line in the episode was, Ew, look how dirty those sheep are.
1: Quinn... Is, expresses some sort of trepidation about going into this camp situation. But then, much like her first day at Lawndale in the pilot episode, we see her walk up and immediately just walk upon like a camp version of the fashion club and immediately be accepted back into the fold, whereas Daria has no one. Yeah. Well, Daria actually does have someone, but we'll get to that.
0: In a way, this kind of felt like Quinn's origin story, which is that she was very reluctant to be social and meet other people and then she and these three other women girls (laughs) then she and these three other girls immediately bond and it also creates this kind of like vapid sense and like competitive thing that she has with the alpha as well it made me wonder if this was like where it all began for her I or think... is camp just a microcosm for, like, how she is in everyday life or how she's always been?
1: I feel like it existed before camp. I feel like it was one of the many places that she exercised those muscles. And
0: that just everywhere she goes, she's always going to find the fashion club members and three, the three B's in this case, Billy, Bobby and Benji. Yeah, who she'll find people to cater to her.
1: Worship her and people that she can reign with.
0: And then we see a carbon copy ...of Daria named Amelia. Would
1: we call her that?
0: Kind of. Okay, do you want I think
1: she's a, uh... She's, she's, like, meant to be a nerdier version, even. Do
0: you want to hear something kind of cool?
1: <laughs> Always. That I researched?
0: Um, so a popular theory is that Amelia is meant to be a satire on Daria fans, over-idolizing Daria and wanting to be mates, getting disillusioned that Daria turns out to be flawed and a bit unpleasant, and annoying the hell out of Daria who can't stand being fawned over.
1: Sick burn. Yeah. So that... She's us.
0: Basically. Well, I
1: mean, she's not us because we we give Daria shit all the time. Yeah.
0: But. And Amelia has also been taken up as a supporting character in multiple fanfics of this episode.
1: I wonder if um, Amelia... Left
0: me. You wonder if Amelia oh. is Amelia Bedelia? Because no. I do.
1: I feel like her design almost, now that I think of it, looks not unlike... The Beavis and Butthead Daria design—that
0: is very correct.
1: Like they made the design slightly more attractive when she got her own show, mm-hmm. which is how it happens. Like <laughs> yeah. you know, you, you see like how Issa Rae's fashion went like crazy by season two of her own right. HBO show. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah, they uh, spruced her right up. But but yeah, she's not meant to be another daria like you can tell she's similarly
0: she has more optimism
1: yeah and she's just a little bit like doesn't think for herself as much right
0: which would make that theory make sense a lot
1: yeah and and immediately trent and jane are looking on and they they sort of tease daria about like oh do you have this alternate reality where you're actually super popular at camp and she's like no not at all this is just one person Mm
0: -hmm. i I was gonna ask if you're really into helen's garage cleaning look
1: i um am just into her in every look um but yeah i was into it i did like their outfit change i liked jake's as well
0: yeah it It was was like
1: a yellow situation
0: it was like a yellow kind of like thermal and he was wearing a backwards hat and he was wearing a vest at points, but that while they're cleaning out the garage um, in the beginning, it kind of gets shown that, Their garage is basically like a cemetery of fun recreational stuff that they bought but never got to use because Helen had to work and cancel it.
1: What was meant to be a clearing of the air and a nice spring clean and the benefits that can come from that to your psyche turned into another reason for Jake and Helen to be at each other's throats. And a lot of blaming going on about why they never used the various accessories and, you know, sports stuff that they come upon. Right.
0: And so, getting back to camp, everyone there is pretty apathetic to being there, except for Skip, um, the guy who I guess peaked five years ago, maybe
1: a little longer. We all know a Skip. I feel like I I went to my ten year high school reunion last year, and there were a there were a few skips. There were the people who like their their hindsight is so it's better than twenty twenty. It's fully, like, this this level of almost, like, fetishizing your past where it's, like, this, you know, I am who I am in every way because of this experience, with, which I think can be true, but I don't know. Like, I was never very... I'm grateful for the experiences I had in high school but I was never very happy during and like when I think of these people who are saying that like they were little idiots you know like how are you gonna say that's that's your peak
0: yeah I I hope that the future version of me is is much cooler than anyone I was in the past I think if anything I fetishize like I, I fetishize things the from nineties. the past. <laughs> yeah, I fetishize culture from the past, but I in no way fetishize my experience in the past. It's like I want to have my future experiences, but with the culture of the past. You feel me?
1: Yeah, I see what you mean. But without, like, the negative parts. Yeah.
0: yeah. Hell yeah. And I think for Daria, going back to <clears throat> camp reminds her of <clears throat> these times where she again was bullied you know for for being quiet and being solitary and not really wanting to be there Um, and she has to interact with people that she just wouldn't want to in everyday life and i think my favorite storyline throughout the episode where is where trent is getting inspiration from these simple folk he says they're full of country wisdom
1: yeah, it was. It took a strange turn. It's just Trent and Jane are at a convenience store, and the shop clerk chats them up about the cookies he's selling that he made himself, and he's selling them for two dollars, which apparently is a lot. I guess that is a lot of money. That that would even be a lot of money right now for a single cookie. Really? Maybe not. Maybe not. I mean, not I feel in like La. Cookies are like $1.50. at the convenience store, though. If it's a single cookie. Like, I feel like you could get one of those puppies for 75 cents.
0: But I feel if we I feel like if we went to the farmers market on Friday and they were selling a homemade like compost cookie it'd be 2 dollars a cookie.
1: Sure, but this is not at a farmers market in like Silver Lake. This is this is like some Bodunk town. But it,
0: but it but the the farmers market parallel I'm trying to make is that the person selling it made it and this person selling it made it. Or if it was just a fucking uh, what are they called grandma something or others like grandma's cookies but that's the name the famous the famous (laughs) brand like like little debbie cookies
1: little grandma (laughs)
0: little grandma's
1: yeah but i'm unclear about how it went from them talking to this kind of creepy local dude about his expensive cookies to being in his kitchen oh they go home with him
0: well i think he was asking them if they wanted to do a potato chip taste test that's how it started it was like, you like potato chips? And Trent was like, this guy is, like, really full of wisdom. I think I need to, like, see what this is about. So I think it's all driven by... But
1: how is the natural extension of that, come to my home? Like, have some at the store. Like, just, I mean, that's a little bit of the, like, you look like you have little fingers come and <laughs> dig around in the hood of my car. Except in this case, Jane and Trent are like, sure, that checks out. Yeah. At least it was daytime and neither of them are stoned. I don't know. I thought it was sort of implied that Trent is always stoned. Oh, yeah, I get that. Yeah, like we never see the paraphernalia, but...
0: Yeah, I get that. Just like in the Scooby-Doo movie, you kind of get the sense that Shaggy and Scooby are like super potheads. Yeah, Yeah,
1: they have munchies all the time. Yeah.
0: Have you ever seen that movie? Yeah. It's so good.
1: I'd rewatch it.
0: Like right now.
1: I mean, if we didn't have to record a million podcasts, we might have a minute for a, a very valuable Scooby rewatch.
0: Okay. Well, let's get really stoned soon and do that.
1: Okay. Maybe that's what we can do with our Patreon. Oh, my God. A yes. Scooby watch. <laughs> oh, Whoa. and it works with Buffy stuff. That's perfect. You know what? Sometimes these, these synchronicities just flow out of us. We yeah. don't even mean to.
0: We're really just connected.
1: Oh, my God. Sorry to pause. In the episode, but can I like Scooby's paws? Okay, but can I share with you something a very strange synchronicity that happened? Did I tell you this about the woman? Which woman? I'm about to tell you. I was driving to work yesterday, and as Brittany knows, where we work is—I don't know—I'd say about 11 miles away. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, but you know, all I'm saying is it's a little bit of a trek. It's not right around the corner. And as I was leaving our neighborhood, I was stopped for a moment in bumper-to-bumper traffic and so that I was lined up directly next to a bus stop. And at the bus stop was a woman waiting with her bicycle for the bus. And there was something about her that felt very, like, familiar to me. Like, she kind of – I would, wouldn't say I was attracted to her, but she she felt like someone – from New England. She felt very like homey to me, like a Vermonter or something. And I also noticed her watching a dog walking by, a small dog, and smiling. And I was like, oh, she loves small dogs. And this all happened in a quick blink of an eye. But in the quick moment I saw her, I had this thought that was like, I should offer a ride. She can throw her bike in the back of my truck. I can give her a ride. And then very quickly I was like, what are you talking about, stupid? You're on your way to a meeting you don't have time. You don't know this person. That would be creepy. And then the light turned green and I carried on. Okay. So then I go to the meeting at work. I'm there for like a couple meetings. And then I head out to come back home. I pull out of the driveway of the place we work and I turn and I shit you not right there on the sidewalk is the same woman walking a small dog. Wow. So if I had offered her, she lives right around our office, 11 miles from where I saw her at the bus stop. And if I had offered her a ride, like I was weirdly moved to do, she would have been like, oh, you know, I'm actually going out to Eagle Rock. It's kind of far. And I'd be like, me too. And then she'd be like, oh, take a left here. And I'd be like, me, me too. too. So and then you guys
0: would share your me too stories.
1: Yeah. And we'd get to know each other real quick. But Anyway, very strange, and I feel like if I see her again, I have to say something. But she's gonna- Ma'am, I
0: know you from a past life. She's like, get the fuck away from me. I know,
1: there's no way that's not going to be creepy for her. I saw
0: you last week and I wanted to ask if you wanted a ride. And then I was driving and I found you. And so now I must take you
1: in my car. I know that you like small dogs. And it seems like you have average to smaller than average fingers. And I was wondering if you could check my There's no way that's going to go well for me. But, yeah. Cool. Anyway, weird, right? Yeah. So, if you're a listener...
0: And you have a small dog... And and you you live in Eagle Rock, and you take the bus, and you have a bike. let me know?
1: (laughs) I also shared that story with my girlfriend, and I wasn't sure if it was a weird story to share with her. Like, she didn't say anything about it, but I don't know. I was like... In my mind, if I heard that as a girlfriend, I'd be like, wait, why were you trying to, like, offer a ride to strange woman?"
0: Well, that's why I got my truck.
1: <laughs> what do you think I have all this schlepping space for? <laughs> for the possessions of babes. <laughs> so, back. So, reunion hike. Reunion hike. No one likes a hike until you're, like, I guess only a, a grown people, grown adults in L.A. likes hikes.
0: Yeah, hiking is just
1: I do remember walking. not liking it at all when I was little.
0: Yeah, well I would go to Starved Rock all the time, um, with my grandma and I, I did like that very much and then but like that's as far as my memory goes for hiking and like now I'd certainly love to go and revisit it. But as an adult it you just it's just an exercise to you. Like you feel like it's just like, Well, I have to go to Griffith and go do a hike Like, it's not as enjoyable, like, looking at nature, um, except for the Los Angeles forest. How beautiful.
1: I think when you go into, like, a really beautiful place, I love going hiking, like, out where my friend lives in the eastern Sierras. Like, when you're somewhere really, like, that's nature and remote, it's a lot more satisfying than, like, the the shit-covered trails of some of the Los Angeles pathways. That makes sense. Pretty quickly on uh this hike, Quinn and the Camp Fashion Club realize they don't necessarily need to do this. They remember that they like opted out when they were campers and so they just decide to sit down instead. And it's just everyone kind of realizing like this skip dude doesn't lord any power over us and we can actually do whatever we right. want. Right.
0: And then back in the garage Jake and Helen realize that maybe it's not always Helen's schedule that gets in the way. And they recognize that they both have let each other down when they've tried to do sweet things for each other. Specifically when Helen bought lingerie and was going to surprise Jake. And then Jake went to a dot-com convention or something. um, And then they fuck in the garage.
1: Yeah, you jumped quite ahead, but they do. Did I really? You wanted to get to that (laughs) fucking.
0: No, that's where my notes... Oh, I did. Yeah. I because I missed my note about how that grill that Skip was cooking on is kind of my dream grill.
1: Well, also, there's like the whole thing where there's the flashbacks to when they were little kids and there's like Amelia having sort of a memory bias. where right. She'll be like, remember that time, Daria, when you like boycotted that thing? And she's like, I didn't boycott it. It's just that I wasn't invited. Like, now that I know this theory about Amelia representing the the fans who overly idealized Daria, it makes a lot of sense. I don't know. I think this is going to show further that Daria doesn't necessarily want to be as unpopular as she does. Like, she would prefer to... I mean, I don't think she wants to be accepted and into the fold of um, the people that exist. I think she just wants to have, like, cooler people around that she connects to more, but she definitely... W- Wants to be included, and she's come face to face with this person who is idealizing like her isolation, right? She doesn't and like
0: seeing it as it like something of like a like she's like a trailblazer, and Daria doesn't want that.
1: And Trent and Jane are now at the dude's house with his wife, and they try the potato chips, which are nothing flavored, so that you can really just experience the dip which as a hot sauce as a hot sauce fiend, I don't hate that, but I would opt for some flavor rather than none.
0: But also I feel like so like they cooked these potato chips without oil. So they were just like cooked on a dry pan.
1: I'm going to admit, I don't know how to make potato chips. Oh They're my God. fried, right?
0: Yeah. I love making potato chips
1: all right we should uh do that before our scooby adventure oh my god yes. oh wow this is getting better by the second <laughs> yeah. and maybe we can share the uh recipe we use with the people who are going to join us so we can all be chipping out to Heck the same yeah. to the tune of the same chip yeah
0: we can make sweet potato we can make regular potato if i could even get my hands on some sun chokes. I can make some of those.
1: We'll have some coconut lacro- lacroix fired up, which Brittany realized recently that she likes. She and her girlfriend had one can in their <laughs> fridge for like months. And I was like, I'll take that. Why don't you drink that? And they're like, we don't like it. And then suddenly I came over and they are like boxes of it suddenly and i was like oh britney when did you decide when did you realize you like this and she goes when i tried it (laughs) like she just hadn't tried it um so yeah we'll have those that's a nice offset
0: oh wow this is great i'm really we diverge do you realize that you can make like chips and fries out of so many different vegetables I'm really excited for
1: this. I I do know that, but it's like a fact that I sometimes forget, and you wouldn't believe the response my body just had. It was like a little shiver of excitement thinking about (laughs) it. Also, the way that you can make noodles out of way more things than you realize you can. Hell yeah. You just need the right tools. Mm -hmm. And one thing that this uh, Trent and Jane being with the country folk in their house reminded me of was a country song called Good Directions. Have I talked about that before? I
0: have not.
1: It's about this uh, woman from Los Angeles who gets stuck in a small town in Georgia, and she's asking for directions, and the man that she asks the directions from takes a shine to her, and he directs her to first go to the little corner store where- um, This is all in the song? Yeah, where uh, she can ask- uh, what is it? Wait, hold on, let me get to it. Um,
0: Maybe you can play the song
1: way up yonder past the caution lights there's a little country store and an old coke sign you gotta stop and ask miss bell for some of her sweet tea then a left will take you to the interstate but a right will take you right back here to me and then spoiler alert turns out miss bell is this is this dude's mommy it's it's wait why did you say mommy (laughs) because i thought daddy and then i realized his mommy um <laughs> it was it's his mom and so it's like his mom recognizes something in this california woman like you'd be a great match from a boy and so she fills her up with sweet tea and is like you go on back to my boy and she does she chooses to go back to the boy Did she chooses out of her own free will well, I mean, there might have been something in that sweet tea. I'd li- yeah, been, I'd like to hear. It might, it might have been like a get out situation. Yeah, I'd like to hear her version. <laughs> yeah, maybe we can write that. <laughs> but the final version of the chorus is like him being like, um, are my eyes failing or do I really see what I think I see? The woman of my dreams coming back to me. So just poetry of the everyday. You're oh, welcome. I hate country music. Well, me too.
0: No, you love it. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine if I like knew all those words and the whole backstory? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, it sucks. <laughs> My mom was really into it, so I, I have like a nostalgic place mm, for it. That makes sense.
0: I can get on board with that if that was what your yeah. mommy Since liked. it's Mother's Day. <laughs> so not unlike Quinn's experience uh, with the fashion club, these friends of hers at camp uh, also, end up turning against her when they realized that Quinn had hooked up with one of their dates a couple years ago. So, again, Quinn's desire for male attention and getting that male attention seems to be a constant in her female friendships.
1: Yeah, and that was a secret that she didn't really like. That was a buried secret. Like it was, it, it was revealed during the reunion. That while the Sandy chick was wondering where her date had been the whole night, Quinn had been making out with him,
0: right, Quinn's not a great
1: friend, friend. yeah, <laughs> she's a great independent thinker in some ways, like you wouldn't think that of her, but I mean she's you know she she's a she's a survivalist in a lot of ways, um she's always thinking of number one, you know,
0: yeah, and I admire that in ways, but in other ways, you know. Yeah, like
1: when you're raising a girl, it's like, do you want her to know how to take care of herself or be someone who plays nice? I don't know. I feel like maybe the former would be my priority. Yeah. Like sometimes when my little three-year-old niece is like really insolent or like, you know, pushing back and misbehaving, I'm like, well, at least she's thinking for herself. <laughs>
0: And then Amelia, speaking of thinking for yourself, Daria like pushes Amelia away and tells her that she that she's not an individual. And that makes Amelia kind of what am I trying to say?
1: I don't know. I um, I wasn't listening. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I am on something. Yeah. No, I I mean, I, I watched the scene, though. So start again.
0: I said (laughs) so then I said (laughs) speaking of individual thinking
1: (laughs) oh yeah that was a good I liked that part I, I, I stopped listening right after that
0: okay got it um it was mainly about the fact that Daria pushed Amelia away saying that she wasn't an individual and then Amelia kind of going against the grain of the camp and telling Skip off in a way becoming an individual but she very much makes a point that it was inspired by Daria doing that.
1: Right. Daria pisses her off and is just like, basically not very nice to her and just snaps finally. And and also just kind of snaps about like, the what she calls an artificial society, which is this idea that in camp is one mi- like, micro example of what she's talking about of like, um, you know, creating these, these gatherings of people like forced gatherings and like, making people have to get along with and find these like social dynamics within um within these artificial societies and um yeah and Amelia is hurt and I thought the way it was gonna go is that like Daria was gonna feel bad and apologize but no Amelia kind of takes it upon herself to take down Skip who she knows that Daria disapproves of
0: which is perhaps supposed to be an allegory about the fact that Daria herself cannot talk to the fans and and you know, come back to them and be like, I'm so sorry. It's that it's up to us, the fans, to uh, retaliate against these people that we're irritated by in our everyday lives.
1: Right. And to, yeah, take down the people that Daria would want us to.
0: But that she can't do it for us.
1: Yeah. And she doesn't want us to, like, evoke her name while we're doing it.
0: <laughs> Daria. Daria in the name of daria the next
1: time i tweet at trump i'm gonna be like in the name, in the of, name of daria, daria.
0: <laughs> and uh trent found his inspiration again but how because uh the potato chip guy and the potato chip guy's wife they were saying these little lines about like just because it's simple don't mean it don't work and he was like yeah that is amazing maybe like this will help me see mystic spirals philosophy more clearly
1: oh right and then he's writing a song in the van on the way back about posers so also these people have inspired posers him. expose. right he's just speaking truth to their chips
0: so another little piece of trivia is that okay so i found this on the web on the dark web Camp Grizzly is close enough to Lawndale for everyone to go there and go back in a day, and Quinn can ask for a lift home from other camp goers. This is a bit strange, as the Morgendorfers were living in Highland when Daria and Quinn first went to Camp Grizzly five years ago, and that's a good distance from Lawndale, Texas to be precise.
1: Wow. Mm, gotcha, writers. It's a little, little details <laughs> this like this. Convenient. Okay, here's my theory. They sent them way far away for sleepaway camp. And while they were there, they were charmed by the region. Mm. And so when it came time to make a move, they were like, hey, remember, remember that area around that camp? Grizzly camp? Good area. Good area. Maybe we should look maybe in the 11 mile exactly or to 20 mile vicinity of it. <laughs> And if you
0: see a woman at a bus stop with a bike who looks like she walks a small dog, um, pick her up.
1: Especially if she has tiny hands.
0: <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Sicker, Sadder
1: World. Next week, we will return with another real-life high school anecdote, this time from one of my friends, my friend Megan, who played Daria in the Black Box Theater production. Of is it college yet that we did and in the meantime if you'd like to find us on twitter we're there we have a website sickersatterworld.com we do have a patreon if you want to join us for our last stretch if you want to get in on that uh scooby
0: chip watch yeah we just decided that today
1: yeah you get on that patreon and uh join us for the last month or so we would love to have you
0: we might live stream the entire film
1: Sure, why not? I've got nothing better going on. Fuck
0: yeah.